Welcome to College Prep Confidential, empowering your student with the elite tools they need to get accepted to their dream university. Discover test-taking blueprints from Ivy League professionals, financial aid secrets to get more money for school, and mindset tips for a better college future. Now, please welcome your host, Don Sevcik. Oh yeah, we are back at it again. Episode 29, and I've got one question for you. Are you disgusted yet? Are you enraged? Have you had enough with the rigged college prep program system? The Varsity Blues scandal has jaws flapping and people are more upset than the people at a bingo hall when somebody yells out bingo. The Varsity Blues scandal has everybody asking, is college rigged? And the answer, yes, for some people. However, there's one lesson you can take away from the Varsity Blues scandal, which will help you starting right now throughout the rest of your life. So let's not waste any more time and kick off episode 29 entitled Varsity Blues and the Most Important Skill You Will Ever Learn for College. We'll start with a quote from the New York Times. A teenage girl who didn't play soccer magically became a star soccer recruit at Yale, and the cost to her parents for this little favor? $1.2 million. A high school boy eager to enroll at the University of Southern California was falsely deemed to have a learning disability so he could take his standardized test with a complicit proctor who made sure he got the right score, cost to his parents at least $50,000. Or how about a student with no experience rowing, winning a spot on the USC crew team after a photograph of another person in a boat was submitted as evidence of her rowing prowess. And what did this little favor cost? How about $200,000 wired into a special account? You see, it was the Justice Department's largest ever college admissions prosecution. It's a sprawling investigation involving 200 agents nationwide, resulting in charges against 50 people in six states. And the key person in this little scandal, I say little as a joke, by the way, it's huge, was named Rick Singer, who used a nonprofit arm called the Key Worldwide Foundation based out of Newport Beach, California. And this little outfit helps students cheat on their standardized tests, and it took in bribes to pay to the coaches who could get the kids into college with fake athletic credentials. Mr. Singer used the key as a front, allowing parents to funnel money into an account without having to pay any federal taxes. Parents paid Mr. Singer about $25 million starting in 2011 all the way up to February 2019, used to bribe coaches and university administrators to designate their children as recruited athletes. This effectively ensured their admission according to the indictment. Mr. Singer also fabricated athletic profiles, quote-unquote, of students to submit with their applications, which contained teams the students never played on and honors they never won. Oh yes, 
If you're not disgusted yet, stay with me. Some parents supplied staged photographs of their children engaged in athletic activity. According to the authorities, Mr. Singer's associates also photoshopped the faces of the applicants on the images of athletes found on the internet. When the dust settled and all was said and done, 51 people were indicted. Are you disgusted yet? Oh, not yet? Well, how about this then? This little blurb from the New York Times article. Universities were quick to respond to the charges on Tuesday. According to the indictment, Stanford University's head sailing coach, John Vandemore, took financial contributions to the sailing program from an intermediary in exchange for agreeing to recommend two prospective students for admission. Stanford said Tuesday that Mr. Vandemore had been fired. The University of Texas at Austin released a statement Tuesday saying that its men's tennis coach, Michael Center, had been placed on leave. Notice, on leave, not fired. And at USC, Donna Hainel, a top athletic director, and Jovan Vavik, the men's and women's water polo coach, were terminated. Miss Hainel received more than, are you ready for it, $1.3 million in bribes, and Mr. Vavik, about $250,000, according to federal prosecutors. So let's summarize this, my friends. Exams, athletics, effort, none of it. Not one iota of it mattered. Instead, a check to athletic directors, with the right connections, of course, got these students' recommendations and a rubber stamp straight into the college, even though they weren't athletes. And here's the latest updates from Varsity Blues. Stay with me because the valuable lesson's about to hit you over the head. Eleven defendants, including actress Lori Laughlin, were charged Tuesday by a grand jury in Boston with conspiring to commit federal program bribery by paying employees at USC to admit defendants' children as athletic recruits or other favored admission categories. Ah, it gets better. If you're not disgusted yet, stay with me. The wealthy business people and celebrities facing new charges include Full House actress Lori Laughlin and her husband, fashion designer Mosimo Giannulli. They're accused of paying a $500,000 bribe to officials at USC to get their two daughters admitted as recruits for the university's crew team. Neither of the daughters had ever practiced the sport. Now get this, what do they get? What do they get for all this? A slap on the wrist. Meanwhile, Desperate Housewives actress Felicity Huffman started serving a 14-day term in prison last week after entering a guilty plea. 14 days in jail. That's it. Now, that ends the New York Times article and begins my little rant and a little lesson that you could take away from this. Now, the first thing you're probably thinking is, Don... How in the hell are you going to take a bribery scandal of this size and bring out a valuable lesson for all of us to learn? Stay with me, because I haven't failed you yet, and I'm going to deliver right now. You see, higher education seems like a rigged game, where the only winner is the colleges and universities. I mean, Harvard has a $40 billion endowment fund, that's billion with a B, for the people keeping score out there, but students still need to take out loans? Now, here's where it gets fun. 
Some people have been taking pokes at this scandal, like Will Chamberlain, lawyer and editor-in-chief of Human Events. And he said, quote, In any other industry, if a company charged $250,000 and left a good number of their customers no better off than when they started, we would investigate them for fraud. End quote. So what does it all mean? What are we, what are we to do with the Varsity Blues scandal? You see, the scandal ranged from faking athletic credentials to altering test scores for lots of money. So the question becomes, for the other people out there, like you listening to this podcast, what's next? Can this be fixed? Do regular students have a snowball's chance in hell of getting in versus this kind of money and connections? And my answer is, yes, you do. But fear not. You can get a one-up on the scandal, and here's how. You see, admissions officers have admitted, even though they weren't involved in the scandal, of how bad this reflects on the entire college industry. Gee, you think? And how more of the American public is calling the college admissions process a, quote, black box not to be trusted, unquote. So here comes the $64 million question you've been hanging on in this episode for. How do you use the Varsity Blue scandal to your advantage? Well, start with this. Colleges must restore their reputation. And to do that, they'll need to start admitting more people on merit and respecting the application process. With their backs and reputations against the wall, they'll be more apt to negotiate and work with you if you have the grades and the skills. Now, that's not to say that the corruption is going to vanish. It's not. It's going to be there, and it will probably continue to be there. But colleges will also have to scrutinize who they hire now, and now review students who are accepted. This is a good thing. Now, do I think that everything will magically be perfect overnight, and the admissions process will just be clean all around? No, not a chance. But this scandal will swing the pendulum back to some semblance of fairness. You'll see more compliance, more reviews, and more standardization of the acceptance process. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but we're actually going to get the government involved. And for the first time in a long time, that may be a good thing. And we'll make a return back to grades, talent, and effort, which will put the rest of the people back in the driving seat. You see, there's two things in life you need to worry about. There's things you can control and things you can't control. And what I'm suggesting is focus on number one and don't stress about number two. From the beginning of time, now and in the future, people have been bribing, stealing, scheming, and plotting. It's human nature. It never changes and it never will change. Ah, but what can you control? You can control your study habits, you can control your work ethic, you can control your attitude, and you can control your frame of mind. And you may be asking, Don, how is that all going to stack up with the Varsity Blues scandal? What I'm suggesting here is to keep working hard and get better each day. Yes, some of the game is rigged and will continue to be rigged, but if you want to go to college, you need to find a way to play around this. And you do this with one skill I consider invaluable throughout the rest of your life. And it's the same skill that the people who got pinched in this federal scandal used. No, it's not money, although that helps. It's networking. 
The people caught up in the scandal had one advantage besides cash, a powerful network. Even if you aren't rich, and even if you aren't powerful, the people at the upper echelons who go to these schools rely on networking. It's like oxygen. You cannot exist without it. You have to learn to network. Learn to make contacts. Many of these people in the scandal had connections, and this is how the process started. Somebody knows somebody of influence or somebody who can help them. Money or favors are exchanged, and here the process goes. Except for you who follow the rules, building your network legally will help you find more opportunities. And while you might not be a millionaire, your networking prowess will open doors for you which were previously unreachable. And this, my friends, is one of the secrets of the people who got pinched in the Varsity Blues scandal. They had a big network. So what you do is you take their secrets and you do it legally. For additional reading, I recommend a book called Never Eat Alone by Keith Ferrazzi. Keith has turned networking into an almost Olympic event. And the book will lay out steps and the mindset necessary to build your network. Because if you remember nothing else about this episode, remember this. Your network is your net worth. Farazi gives three lessons on optimizing your networking. Number one, relationships are not like cake. They're like muscles, and you have to use them for them to grow. You do this by taking time to connect with people on social media and in person. And, and hear me out, I made this mistake earlier in life. I connected with people heavily on digital channels and very little in person. But I learned quickly that one in-person connection, the right connection, can carry the weight of 100, 500, even 1,000 digital connections. Number two in Farazi's three lessons on optimizing your networking, you must build your network long before you need it. There's an old saying I learned years ago, keep your antenna up. And what this means is anybody who strikes your interest at any point in time, make it a point to have a quick conversation and learn more about them. And if you think it's a good idea, connect with them. Because even if the connection does not benefit you right now, chances are it will benefit you in the future. It's the same logic as planting trees now. You'll benefit from them years from now. You may not even see the benefits, but your kids, future generations will. So remember that. Start now for future benefits. And number three in Farazi's three lessons on optimizing your networking skills. How you spend time with people is much more important than how much time you spend with them. Suppose you connect with somebody new, and the next time you hang out, you're both sitting on your phone, either texting or playing games most of the time. Ask yourself, is this really a strong connection? This is where the how comes in. Find out what the other person likes to do and try to spend some time doing this. Now, here's a personal example that I could share with you. Years back, I met a guy in email through the baseball website I run. Now, you got to understand, this is years back. Anyway, the guy was really into Elvis photos, framed Elvis photos. Now, I'm not a huge Elvis fan, but out of respect for the nice things he said about our baseball website, I agreed to come go visit him 
in Wisconsin and check out his Elvis photo collection. I mean, the guy was a big fan of the site, and it was really important to him to show me his Elvis photo collection. Anyway, so I drive out there, and while I'm out there, he, he tells me about the various photos and some of the backstory behind them. I asked a few questions and discovered his deep passion about the music. He was so moved by this gesture of me driving out and learning more about the Elvis photos and the culture that after I left, this guy eventually promoted my baseball website to four different media outlets. I didn't ask him to do this. I didn't hint about him doing this. This guy did it on his own willingly. And it all started with me taking an interest in something I never thought about before. And this is the lesson you could take away from the Varsity Blues scandal. Take the anger you feel from the scandal and redirect it in your college prep and networking skills. Redirect it in your studies, your networking, and your negotiation for financial aid. Redirect it into building your empire. Look, I get it. I understand the anger. I understand the disbelief. I understand how many hours you're putting in only to get turned down or passed over by somebody who can write a $500,000 check. But take this all in stride because opportunities can and will present themselves if you put yourself in the right spot with the right skills. So the question becomes, what's next? Let's start with building your network. And I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. On my LinkedIn, as of the time of its recording, I have 15,000 LinkedIn connections. So here's what I want to do for you absolutely free. When you connect with me on LinkedIn, you're going to get access to the rest of my network. Meaning these are people you may have not been able to connect with because they were out of your network. Once you connect with me, you'll have access to all of them. Now, why should you do that? Well, my network of 15,000 LinkedIn connections includes the following. College alumni, CEOs, business owners, movers, shakers, venture capital investors. So one of these or more than one of these connections will benefit you personally. So let's connect on LinkedIn and start building your network. Here's what to do next. Go to cpcshow.com. That's cpcshow.com. And when that page loads, there's going to be a link to my LinkedIn profile. Click that link, send me a connection request, and mention the podcast. That's all you have to do. And as soon as I accept, you'll be able to click through my profile, check out my connections, and get access to a vast network. And you could take what I've told you in this episode and put it to use. Also, inside my network, I have access to a few people who are expert college prep planners. And if you want a $250 college prep strategy session absolutely free, then here's what you do. You call 1-800-234-2933. That's 1-800-234-2933. And what you do is you request the free college prep strategy session. There's no obligation to buy. It's a free session. I want to thank you for listening, and I will see you next week. That's all for this episode of College Prep Confidential. To discover how to give your student a better future by increasing financial aid, improving test scores, and reducing stress, visit our website at cpcshow.com. That's cpcshow.com.